This is the Criterion Creeps podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. RJ Baylog. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order to release. This week, we're watching spine number 42 in the collection, and we've packed the car, got our tackle boxes, the hooks are baited, and it's going to be narrated too. We're watching John Lurie's Fishing with John from 1991. But first, RJ, how are the cows? Cows are pretty good. Yeah. Cows are pretty good. But mm-hmm. you want you want to hear some more important info? Yeah. The jig is up. Uh-oh. The toilet seat has been discovered. Oh. It has finally happened. Andrea has found out that the toilet seat is broken. Thus ends my reign of terror <laughs> on the toilet. So uh, I think that's going to be the last people hear about it oh. until I break another one, which is sure to be not too far down the pipe. <laughs> uh, did you inform her that this has been an ongoing subplot on our podcast? No. Oh. I I have not mentioned said things. Did did did, did but, you just uh, go? What? It's broken? Huh? Oh, it must have been something you did. Oh, that's so weird. <laughs> why? It's never happened to me. Why are you always breaking toilets? Breaking the toilet, dropping hot dumps. Damn. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I just thought I'd give the people an update. Well, because uh, no one ever gives us feedback. So maybe I don't know. More toilet talk. Maybe. Less toilet talk. What do they want? That's right. Come on. Come on, listeners. Do you want more uh, great subplots that pay off like they did here in uh, high form? What a climax. What yeah. A, yeah. That's like, uh, I don't know, at least 30 years in uh, in the making. So yeah. Absolutely. We did good. Absolutely. Um, we did real good. So besides the toilet and the cows, uh, mm-hmm. what's what's happening? Uh, Not a whole lot. Guess what? What? I won. I won the Oscar pool on Sunday. Yay! You Woo. did. It, hey, it, it was. It was looking dark there for a moment. It, it, it was. Yeah, it looked like uh, the twilight had descended down, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, this was it. You were out. You weren't going to win, but then it turned out uh, people don't know what they're doing, and mm-hmm. uh, they fucked up. But that fuck up made you some money. It did. Uh, so actually, it was between uh, me and another guy who won. We split it. So what happened was it was at the very end, and uh, it all there was eight people tied. Six of them had chosen La La Land for the best picture, and then me and another guy picked Moonlight for best picture. A bold choice. And I don't say this often, but I fucking knew it, bro. I fucking told you. I told the world out there. I was telling everyone. I was like, Moonlight's going to win, man. So what happened was uh, this guy, you know, he um, holds this big kind of shaker at uh, a local uh, pub and eatery. Uh, so we had this back room booked up and uh, it was getting pretty heated and it was down to the last wire and uh, they announced the Lava Land and I was pretty, pretty upset. I was like, I fucking knew they were going to do it. I, I wish they wouldn't have. And I, I was just I was more upset that moonlight didn't win rather than i didn't win i was like well that sucks so i was like fuck this bullshit so i went to the bathroom and then i came back and everyone was like screaming and i was like what they're like you won i was like what they're like you won moonlight won i was like what are you talking about they're like it won and i was like what the fuck is going on and i came in and they're like they announced the wrong movie and i was like fuck off like i thought they were i thought everyone was lying to me there was like 30 people in that room too so i was like this is an elaborate joke to play on one guy who just went to the um, toilet 
went to the toilet, especially because I didn't even know half the people. I was like, yeah. what the fuck is going on? And uh, and then I guess the rest is history. Everyone knows what happened. So it was a it was a photo finish for Moonlight and for me. Mm-hmm. Who did more work? I don't know. <laughs> it, that remains to be seen between me and the Moonlight cast and crew. But uh, yeah, yeah. it was pretty pretty close, I'd say, in effort and uh, mm-hmm. overall accomplishment. And, um, you know, just a grade A achievement. So yeah. that's pretty neat. Uh, what are you going to do with that fat cash? Uh, it wasn't as as much as I had thought it was. Uh, in previous years, about two years ago, the uh, pot was like $500. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, there was only 40 people entered. At five bucks a pop, it was $200. Ooh. And I had to split it with another guy so i only got about a hundred bucks and i used most of it to pay my tab oh yeah did you uh get fucked up uh (laughs) i I had a few uh libations i got i got into a little bit like like super bowl levels or uh no no not this time uh there were a few people who were trying to do that uh to me but uh i refrained and i left at a, a nice uh responsible 12 a.m. on the dot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did slip on, I walked home though, because this place was a couple blocks from my house, and I slipped on the ice, and I hurt my knee, so. Oh. <laughs> so that happened. But wow. uh, no, Andrew Great. was asleep when I got home, and I just, I crawled into the bed, and no one ever knew I was gone. Mm-hmm. It's magical. But yeah, pretty, uh, it was pretty fun, man. That's the second time I've won it. So I got 19 out of 24. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first time I won it, I also got 19 out of 24. So, so that's cool. uh, maybe share with our listeners uh, some Oscar pool gambling tips. Like, what, what's your strategy? I mean, you won two of these bad boys. Uh, I just, I wrote in uh, Batman, Superman for every category. Yep. And sh- sure enough, it happened. There you go, uh, folks. No, uh, Google. <laughs> no, uh jokes i got mad jokes today jer <laughs> no i don't know i just i just pick what i liked it's like i was saying i picked moonlight for best picture which uh a lot of people said was a uh, a gambit it was a risky move but it paid off for me mm-hmm. and then uh, everything else was easy damien uh chazelle chavelle whatever his name for director because mm-hmm. uh, they do that now they split it up i was like well, i bet yeah. he gets director because of all the uh directions he had to give for a musical I picked my main man, Casey. I was like, I like him uh, and all of that wife beating he does. <laughs> uh, so does so does the rest of Hollywood apparently. Oh, the world, my apparently. God. Yeah, that like, fuck. So, okay. I watched about 45 seconds or so of the Oscars. Um, yeah. Kind of, I had forgot it was on, went over to my uh, buddy's place, and they were kind of watching it, waiting for me. And it was right when they were announcing mm-hmm. the makeup and hair uh squad. yeah so i was like yeah. I, I had no idea who was nominated we were like they're mm-hmm. doing the thing so and so for this movie so and so for this movie and then suicide squad i went oh man i hope suicide squad wins because when it wins people are gonna be so mm-hmm. pissed like that'll be like the, yeah. that'll be a real troll move and sure enough yeah. suicide squad won i cheered yeah. i'm like yes the right movie won to piss people off and I, uh yeah. sure enough boy uh people were like really mad about that they seem to like that there's always like a movie every year that they used to like like people use to delegitimize mm-hmm. the Oscars, but it's like every year that you still watch every year. Like, yep. is this the one that tips it saying like, Oh, this is, this movie has the same amount of Oscars as Citizen Kane and has more Oscars than Vertigo. Oh, and it's so like, stupid. or like the one where like people are using like the false equivalency of like this movie lost. And it's like the, uh, one of the makeup jobs from Star Trek beyond. And this movie won. Mm-hmm. And it's just like Harley Quinn. And it's like, yep. Uh, I mean, I could take t- two extremes of any movie too, and make my point in, on with a meme. 
Yeah. So I, I have an opinion on this, actually. Yeah. Because I also think that's bullshit. I saw a lot of uh, lame duck ass fucking lists on Letterboxd this week and people who were really fun on Twitter. It's like Suicide Squad has more Oscars than, like you said, like Citizen Kane and Shawshank Redemption. Who gives a fuck? Oscars are stupid and bullshit. Doesn't fucking matter. Mm-hmm. They just make uh, you money. Top, they just make you money. On top of that, if you refer back to when I was talking about Star Trek on this show, I didn't think the makeup was that fucking good, if you remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's more elaborate, but uh, when when is uh, more better? You know what I mean? And like even the pictures everyone was using to compare them, I was like, I don't like the Star Trek makeup that much. I, I much prefer the, the low, subtle hints of Suicide Squad. And mm-hmm. I picked it. And I and that's what probably won me the whole the uh, the night. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, plus, like, probably if, if you want to like say, hey, what was like one of the more like iconic things that came out of 2016? I'm pretty sure yeah. that the Harley Quinn character would be up there, uh, like yeah. with like you know Deadpool or whatever. Uh, the Harley Quinn character. It's like, yep, yeah, people. That was probably a really popular Halloween costume. I didn't see anyone dressed mm-hmm. as shit from Star Trek Beyond. So yeah. whatever. Uh, it's an Oscar. It's a technical award. It's one of the very few that are actually on the Oscar show yep. itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think it's bullshit and unfair to like the people who actually won the award who like they, they have no control over the movie itself like th- yeah. it's not their fault that the movie is like no good or whatever but uh it's like mm-hmm. oh the fuck, it's take away their accomplishment because i like marvel movies more <laughs> yeah yeah exactly Scum- scumbags it's a bunch of bullshit jer yeah so but yeah i picked suicide squad with the one other guy in the room and we were cheering and we were like <laughs> take that you fucks <laughs> But uh, yeah, to answer your earlier question, I don't really have any tips. I usually just go with my gut. And then uh, things like it doesn't even matter. Like some sometimes there's just stuff you can't even predict, like weird upsets or like if you even like look on online, it's like this is going to win and then it doesn't win. So you're pretty much fucked. Mm-hmm. Just kind of go with your gut. And then things like documentary short, I usually just look at like what the synopsis is. Yeah. And uh, go with whatever that is. Like, so I picked that the winner for that this year because it was like, all right, documentary shorts. We got one about uh, taking people off of life support. We got one about Holocaust survivor, and we got one about Syrian refugees. And I was like, any three of those have a lot of potential. Yes, they do. but there's one that's uh, a little bit more topical than others. Oh, so I picked that Syrian refugee yeah. movie, baby, mm-hmm. and, it, and, I, and I got it. It's the same with the foreign film. There was all that buzz about the Iranian guy who, like, couldn't go to the awards. And I was like, how is that not going to win now? So <laughs> of course. You just got to be up to date with those uh, current, current events. Yep. Yeah. I'm right. So that's it, man. Uh, it was it was an, a night that was enjoyed by all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, you know. Yeah, yeah, I had no idea that the whole like uh, uh, announcement thing had happened until like a while afterwards because I was yeah. kind of just following on Twitter and I just like was you know, finishing finishing watching a movie and then checked in and I saw Moonlight wins and I'm like, oh, cool, Moonlight won, and, uh, and then I found out afterwards that there was this like whole mess that like oh that proceeded to involve like producers coming up and giving speeches and then yeah. whoa whoa whoa. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I didn't even see any of that because uh, I, I took off too. So yeah. I, I missed the uh, a piece of history. I just came back when it was uh, when Moonlight was actually up there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I get, It was funny too because uh, when Warren Betty came out, I was like, God damn it, he's old. I was like, Warren Betty's like 180 fucking years old. I was like, I bet he blows this. Damn and then it happened. 
Yeah, well, Warren Beatty. I also said Jackie Chan was 86, and then a lot of people are like, no, he isn't. I was like, yeah, he is. Jackie Chan's 86 fucking years old. I was like, he, he looks incredible. And they're like, they, some one guy with a with an iPhone was like, he's 62. And I was like, yeah. whatever. 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 Same difference. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, so, yeah, when Casey Affleck won, fuck. Mm-hmm. Just, like, the, the Twitter mm-hmm. the Twitter comments that started piling up. Just, like, holy shit, people just cannot wait to get their shit in. And based on nothing, oh, yeah. based on absolutely, like, nothing, no information other than what someone else has kind of said and alluded to. Yeah. There's, like, no information people are basing this on other than there's accusations and things were settled and no one knows any details, but people hate him. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Um yeah, I thought Whatever. that was kind of bogus too because it's like, yeah, okay, maybe he did some bad stuff. He's obviously trying not to now. And uh, well, I don't know, not yeah. to condone it, but it's like, did did anyone give Matthew Broderick shit? Because he killed that family and just, I'm just sure he was there. Wait till he gets an Oscar nomination again. Then we'll, then maybe we'll hear about it. But, yeah, uh, but that, I, that's, that's not going to happen, RJ, because Matthew Broderick's a terrible actor. Yeah, but that's bullshit, though. That's those those people are hypocrites. It don't shouldn't matter worry. if someone's oh. nominated or wins. Oh, if they if they don't condone one thing, it should just be like, well, maybe they don't. In, he shouldn't even go at all. Yeah, because that you know maybe Matthew Broderick hey, shouldn't be there because he, he killed all those people. He was in Manchester by the Sea. Where was his Oscar nod? Yeah, for his like two minutes of work. Yeah, but if you're in the movie, don't you go to the show? Uh, not necessarily. <laughs> oh, well, whatever. Yeah, but silly. Silly. I just saw one thing where it was like, this actor refused to clap for Casey oh, Affleck. Fuck. I was like, who gives a shit? That's your girl, Brie Larson. Yeah, well, I do like Brie Larson, but I still hold. Who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. Maybe she was just holding in a fart and she couldn't clap her hands. <laughs> That's happened to me before. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. What, what about you? There, what, oh, what about me? I don't know. Uh, I didn't watch the Oscars. Uh I, I watched some classy movies Sir? instead. Um, so, hey. What kind of class? Oh, God. Not even worth it. Really? They're not even going to make my creeping list, so I won't even sure. bring them up now. But you can check it on my letterbox. It's some classy mm-hmm. Charlie Sheen with a beard movies and uh, Ooh, Steven Seagal shit. being fat, being shot in close-up and flicking his wrists and stuntmen go flying around him. It's mm-hmm. magical, magical uh, filmmaking. Stuff. So, RJ, uh, what have you been creeping on this week? Just a few for you, man. Just okay. a few. Yeah. Uh, so well, we, we talked we, about we it. We had an exchange. Actually. We had an exchange. We had a deal. And uh, I, I would, I think it'll please the listeners out there to find out that we held true to said deal. So in exchange for my super cool Blu-ray copy of Todd McFarlane's Spawn, uh, you gave me uh, Weird Al Yankovic. Hey, wait, I got a question for you. Yeah. How do you say his last name? Yeah, that's right. Vich or Vic? Yankovic. Uh, that's how I've always said it. That's how I say it too, but I've heard Weird other people say it differently. I, mean, I guess maybe like it is. I, I guess it is Yankovic, probably. But I've always said I don't remember whatever. whatever God, Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah, that's that's what I say. That's what I say. I think that's what I've always. I've said. just heard it the other Weird way. Weird Al Yankovic. So. Yankovic. Yeah. Cutting edge entertainment here mm. for the people. Anyway, so uh, you gave me UHF, which yeah. I had never seen. I had mm-hmm. seen like clips, mm-hmm. which I'm pretty sure, like in the GIF world now, people have seen lots of just short animated or segments from that movie because a lot of it is very gift worthy. Yeah. You know, dog. So, uh, yeah, I watched this UHF and it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to uh, blow your balloon up too much. Uh, I, I liked it quite a bit. 
Uh, I don't think I liked it as much as you, but it's, I think it's because of an obvious sentimental attachment. Yes. Oh, definitely. But, uh, so I did watch this Monday morning, and I was actually pretty hungover from the Oscars because <laughs> after I won, I was like, "Whoa!" So I was, uh, I was, I kicked it up. I went from beers to something a little stronger. And uh, anyways, mm-hmm. so it was, I thought it was it was the perfect hangover movie because I was just lying on the couch and I was like, I was like, let's do what this weird owl's all about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, you're right, man. Like, it's really good. It's sharp. It's still funny today. Like, there wasn't, I don't know, maybe there was like one or two jokes that I didn't laugh at. But oh, sure. It's yeah. not because they're, it's not because they're not like good or they're dated. I was just like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Like, but uh, on the whole, uh, everything's super good. All the slapstick, mm-hmm. all that stuff is awesome. Like, uh, you know, when people explode and <laughs> when things go goofy and Gandhi 2 punching through people's <laughs> chests and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, U- UHF is a, a super certified hit. hit. Mm-hmm. I, uh, it's too bad that he never did anything else like that unless he did. And I just, I'm out of no. That was about. Did he I mean, do anything else? Not a movie like that. Like he did some like TV specials and stuff like that. I mean, obviously he's had like uh, his music career and whatnot. But yeah, I know this was like his only like real movie. This was this was his kick of the cat, and it had the misfortune of coming out between uh, like Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade and mm-hmm. Ghostbusters Two. Um, so uh, yeah, so the movie uh, didn't do great. Uh, it came out yeah that freak year of nineteen eighty nine. Uh, where like every big like franchise movie came out, like Back to the Futures were coming out that year as well. It, yeah. was, it, was, it was a bad time to be like a small, like kind of niche um, slapsticky comedy with Weird Al. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, no, no, I get that. I kind of figured that's what it was. I was like, this seems like, especially now that there's some time there, it seems like it was something that people would appreciate a lot more now than maybe when it came out. Yeah, because it's like I was saying, like I had never even really heard of it that much. Like I remember seeing the uh, the VHS cover at the stores with yep. his like eyes coming out. Yeah, but I always confused it with uh, Private Parts, the uh, the Howard Stern movie. Okay, because they they both have really curly hair. Yeah, and yeah, so that's I, sure. <laughs> and I remember like I wasn't allowed to watch that movie mm-hmm. because it was all dirty. And so I think sometimes I think that's the only reason I didn't watch UHF was because. I, I was always like, oh, that's that movie I'm not allowed to watch because right. it's got that curly-haired dude on top. Oh, my God. That curly-haired <laughs> pervert. Like, that degenerate. Curly-haired pervert. Uh, which, uh, funnily and, er, funny enough, I did watch Private Parts when I was st- uh, on VHS. Uh, I snuck it in there one day. So, I don't know. I uh, I think I would have loved this as a kid. Oh, yeah. So, but uh, at least I got it in now. That's right. Yeah, like I said, like, there is stuff, I mean, I mean, I have, like, nothing but, like, uh, like total nostalgia for this movie. Uh, I watched like I had a tape of this that was like re- recorded off of Super Channel. Uh, that was like the only thing I watched over and over again until I finally did get a VHS copy and then yep. inevitably a DVD copy and now the Blu-ray. Uh, it has it has grown with me over time and every time I watch it, I don't know. There's like I mean yeah, there's stuff that's like that's not funny, but that movie is so yep. it's super quotable. Like I'll just turn it on and be like following along. It's in the upper echelons of. Uh, Super comedies like Dumb and Dumber for me. Um, Can't big, hardly uh, wait. Uh, Dirty work. Big Lebowski. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Where I just watch them yeah. and it's like totally comfortable movies that I just like. I've seen these movies a ton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then you lent me Spawn. <laughs> yeah. 
Now that's a movie I got nostalgia for, baby. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, my my first question before you get into it. <clears throat> yeah. How was that soundtrack? Did you uh, do you want to borrow my CD? No. <laughs> oh, okay. So uh, no. Uh, <clears throat> uh, so yeah, I think as I was laying out last time, uh, I saw Spawn Theater. Uh, mm. I I went in as a big Spawn fan. Yeah. Um, and like, so yeah, I was like super like, yeah, Spawn. And I remember watching the movie in theater and being like, oh, this movie's not very good. Like, and that was like in 1997. And I was just like, ah, so I never like, I never watched that movie ever again. Cause I knew it wasn't that good. Uh, actually the movie inspired us to like, look up all these, like, what were the superhero movies that came out around that time? So you had that same year you had, uh, uh steel, <laughs> um, cool. And then the following year, Blade, and like prior to that, it was all the like uh, the Batman movies, those that type of stuff. And like in my opinion, uh, there really wasn't a good superhero movie until like basically Unbreakable. Um, and then for like, yeah. and then for like actual like of the uh, franchise stuff, X two. That was like the first like one I'd say mm-hmm. that was actually really I liked that movie. Um, up to that point, I I don't think any of those movies are good. Even I'm, I'm even talking about Richard Donner Superman. I think that mm. movie is like I mean if you compare that movie to like other stuff in that same year, it's embarrassing mm-hmm. like how bad that movie is. Uh, yeah, and, I, I do and don't agree with you on a, a few of those. Uh, the Superman's whatever. It's I it's too old for me. When I was a little kid, I was like I don't care. Yeah, I do like those old Batman's though. Batman, Batman Returns, and Batman Forever, I've said. Mm-hmm. I've been on record. I do like that movie. Um, yeah, I mean, but, we, we rewatched uh, Batman like like four or five years ago, and mm-hmm. I was just like, I, I couldn't believe how shitty it kind of was because it's like, man, uh-huh. they like for all the resources and like how much people like like this movie and talk it up, it's like pretty like trash. Like, I don't know, just uh-huh. Michael Keaton's in it way too much. There's not a lot of Batman. Uh, Jack Nicholson's like performance is just so like crappy like you couldn't pull that off at any point and that's like one of those iconic performances but i think it's crap i i don't like those movies at all like it's just actively annoying batman returns it's been a really long time since i've watched that's probably the one i would say i like the most of the four Mm -hmm. just because it's basically a like silent film shot in color um it's the most stylized, most Tim Burton-y one. It's got the cool mm-hmm. Christmas setting. It's got hilarious yeah. Danny, Danny DeVito penguin ass. Yeah. Uh, Foxy Michelle Pfeiffer and uh, and, and and Christopher Walken. Mm-hmm. And, and evil clowns and uh, emperor penguins with rockets and stuff. So that, movie's, stuff. that movie's goofy. Uh, but yeah, so mm-hmm. Spawn, back to Spawn. Um, Ooh, okay. Yeah, uh, this movie is garbage. <laughs> Oh. it's so badly edited and shot like it's all oh, i'm not no. sure i'm not sure if it's the copy that you lent me but so you you let me the blu-ray but it's a blu-ray uh, my, my friend Corey immediately pointed out oh this isn't even the director's cut and i'm like there's a director's cut of spawn and sure mm-hmm. enough there apparently is that's like three minutes longer i guess but i don't even think it's available in north america on blu-ray uh, um lame. so like when you're watching it there's obviously bits where stuff has been like cut out like it's like oh that was too violent so we have to cut this part out like when mm-hmm. like, Al Simmons is actually set on fire like they edit completely around it yeah. um, but oh, I mean just despite I mean even with those that footage in it it wouldn't have changed a goddamn thing because this movie is just like it feels like a 
like a pilot for a TV show that never happened just with maybe oh, a li- yeah. little bit more money. But like, yeah, the sets all look cheap. Uh, the scope of everything, none of it makes any sense. Uh, Martin Sheen's horrible dyed black <laughs> hair. It's just, yeah. yeah, he's, he's terrible. Michael J. White, uh, he'd get better uh, come black dynamite. Uh, John Leguizamo's clown is just awful. Um, I think there's like, I, there's definitely, I'm like, oh, I know why RJ likes this movie because of fart jokes. Because there's, <laughs> there, there is some like, where it's like green fart special effects and, nice. and just loud, like thunderous fart sound effects. And it's just like, you can't help but burst out laughing at how obnoxious it is. Um, mm-hmm. And like the costume for Spawn's terrible. It's just every shitty, like, too thick like uh that rubber like suit look that like every yep. superhero movie had until like the x-men movies came along where they just went to like oh we can just do leather costumes and it's fine um the, mm-hmm. the, the cgi red cape is so bad um mm-hmm. no there, there's like honestly uh yeah this movie's just complete garbage but i haven't got to my favorite part of the movie which is actually one of like it's awful but it's my favorite which is all of depictions of cgi hell Oh yeah, that's and, good uh, stuff. Good old Malboja, who is just like uh, we had just watched End of Days the week prior, and uh, mm-hmm. it's like I remember like we were like, oh yeah, that's that devil at the end of that's not supposed to be very good, but it's like so much better than Malboja. Um, it is. And uh, Malboja is just like this head that just like his mouth's open and his eyes don't like they don't blink, nothing moves. It's like a uh, yeah. a Sheridan College. Uh, animation project from the 90s it's so like no money was thrown at this thing at all um but like it's so garbage that it has this like its own like bad aesthetic there's like internet art that's really popular right now Mm -hmm. uh and it's kind of like that like it it aspires to look like this like if you'd want to watch like uh like tim and eric uh skits their their movie would look like spawn does during like the big like final battle which is like incomprehensible and just uh a special kind of bad but I'm like man I wish the whole movie was essentially this because it would be actually mm-hmm. like people would still talk about it but so much of Spawn is spent like doing all the normal boring bad superhero origin story stuff that all these movies were guilty of for like years um, yeah so thanks RJ for Spawn <laughs> well there you have it uh, everyone agrees Spawn is a an all day vape like the kids say <laughs> On the internets and those podcasts. Mm. So uh, I think that movie rules. Um, you didn't even talk about your uh, your lady friend, uh, Melinda Clark. Oh, she's so bad is... in the movie. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. She's terrible. Uh, yeah. Um, I haven't watched that movie in a long time. But uh, as an eight-year-old boy, I can say that uh, it was awesome and it was the best movie ever. And uh, Guy Fieri has a short cameo in one of the in the cemetery, and that's pretty cool. Uh, Did you ever watch the HBO animated series? I watched the first episode. I think, what is there, three or is there six? Uh, there were six episodes of the first stuff. And then there was like some sort of sequel thing that came afterwards. I never watched it though. But I remember like it was a big deal when that uh, tape came mm-hmm. out because it was like uncut and it had sex yeah. in it. And I just remember, yeah. I remember those sex scenes because I had like watched it late at night and make sure my mm-hmm. parents were in bed because I didn't know when they were, yeah. gonna, the first time I didn't you know, when, I didn't know when they were going to come. And I'm like, what, what is it going to be? And it's just like, it's this chapel having sex with this woman doggy style. And him like, oh, cry, and like, oh, and he cries out, ow, when he ejaculates because <laughs> he's having flashbacks oh. while he's <laughs> pounding on this chick. <laughs> and uh, that's about You're gross, that's a lot. And yeah, Keith David does the voice of uh, Spawn. 
Um, yeah, yeah, you're gross. <laughs> I, I but keep, uh, Keith I, David I, is pretty cool. Yeah, I keep it real here on the podcast. Yeah, real gross. <laughs> real gross. Um, well, anyway, and then you and I saw a movie together. We did, courtesy some uh, creep passes of uh, J.F. Duncan. That's right. So that was pretty good. <clears throat> yeah, so we went and saw that movie, Get Out. Um, this is you our get out. this is our second Blumhouse uh, picture that we've seen this year. Ah, that that is true. Was mm-hmm. the first one split? Yep. I feel like we watched something else. Well, we watched The Purge: Anarchy like last year. Did we talk about that on the show? Uh, doesn't matter. I doesn't that movie matter. stunk. Yeah, that movie was not very good. So, uh, yeah. Get Out was what okay. we saw, um, mm-hmm. and. So this is a movie that I think that we both liked. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's. I was talking to my friend, uh, Dan, the other night, and I was, mm-hmm. like, kind of explaining this movie back to him. And then, like, I kind of, like, laid out the whole, like, last act of the movie, which I guess is, like, yeah. the bit that I had the most problem with. And then, like, I finished yep. explaining it to him, and he just went, that sounds pretty terrible. <laughs> and I went, yeah. yeah, you know what? It kind of is. <laughs> like, so, okay. Um, I'm not sure if I want to get too much into this movie because I think a lot of people haven't seen this yet. It just came out Friday. Um, yeah, just hold back on some spoilers. But people can check out the trailer um, mm-hmm. if they don't know what it's about. It's uh, directed by Jordan Peele uh, of Key yes. Peele. And this is his directorial debut. Uh, we were discussing this in the car if he, yeah. had, if he had worked on Keanu, but he did not. Someone else directed that for them. Okay. Uh, so this is his first movie. Uh, I think for a directorial debut, it's pretty good. Uh, I have, oh, yeah. I've never watched any Keen Peel sketch or any sketches or anything like that, so mm-hmm. uh, I'm not sure how involved he was on the making of the shows and whatnot. But I assume he was pretty, so he had some experience there. Um, yeah. But I think this movie's got like a pretty good initial premise and a good setup, and uh, at, at its strongest is it does its comedy really well. That movie, like when it's when it decides it's a satire, and then when yeah. it like does comedy, it's very funny. But mm-hmm. I think as a horror movie. It leaves a lot to be desired, so mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, that's where I, that's where that's my thoughts on it initially. Here, I, I think I think you would describe it as a thriller more so than a horror movie, if that's uh, the way you want to look at it. Sure, but I guess what are you doing, splitting hairs? Well, I mean, okay. So in some ways, I'd put Get Out in the same camp as Don't uh, Don't Breathe. Mm-hmm. In some ways, like just like because they're two of- two word titles. Yeah, there's that, and they're both com- mm-hmm. and they're both commands. Oh sure, sure. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, no, I feel the same way that you did. I liked it uh, for the first like hour or so. I was watching when we were watching it. I kind of had a thought, and I was like, I was like, hasn't been anything in this movie that uh, I didn't like or I thought was out of place at all. Yeah, like the f- the first half entirely. I was like, this. I was like, everything fits. It's a well put together piece, um, and I think like what you said, those problems that came to you afterwards. I think what it is is, I didn't notice that stuff in the theater either because this movie is very clean. It's very, it's slick, right? It looks really good. It's edited really tightly. Like everything kind of comes together for this movie. So I think it's got that in its favor. Uh, the comedy is great. Uh, the story is pretty good. Um, it delves into some areas that I sometimes have problems with, but uh, from, honestly, from, in from this a, one, from a science standpoint, from a science standpoint, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I was happy that in this one they kind of it was kind of just like whatever, 
We're just gonna do it. We'll, yeah. we'll give you we'll give you a kind of an explanation. Don't take it too seriously. Right. Whereas, like when we talked about split, I totally hate that shit because it's so overdone mm. and just such bullshit that it's like, how can anyone still produce these ideas that and think that it's believable in that kind of sense, right? Yeah. So, uh, no, I like this, and uh, actually, in a uh, and a nice coincidence, I don't know if you know this, but Jordan Peele was interviewed by the people at the Criterion Collection this week. Really? Yeah. I don't, uh, I won't uh, read the interview like you do sometimes. It was pretty long, but uh, he kind of just touched on how like uh, Rosemary's Baby is his oh, favorite yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like why you can see the influences of that and Stepford Wives and kind of the... He just talks about like the movie in general, like the themes he wants to go to. Like he's like, yeah, obviously it's a like race is the big thing. He's like, but I just kind of wanted to show a different viewpoint to that, where it's a guy who has these beliefs and then they kind of get validated a li- like in a sense, because it's like that's kind of how it feels sometimes. So uh, it was a good interview. Mm-hmm. People are interested. Just go to Criterion Collection. I'm sure it's like one of the first things on the website now. Not that the sale's over too. It oh, should yeah. just be like. The- the first banner. Yeah, there's there's some hot news, folks. Uh, yeah, as of like uh, like 10 a.m. this morning, so like eight hours ago, uh, the, a 24 hour flash sale on Criterion's website ran and ended. Mm-hmm. So uh, hopefully people noticed that. Uh, I saw people like pimping the shit out of it online. So yeah. if people actually do buy physical media who listen to this show, uh, I hope you enjoy your purchases. Um, yeah, <laughs> but uh, I mean, that's when else do any does anyone ever buy Criterion's? You know, there's going to be a spring and a fall sale yep. where they're fifty percent off. And oh then no, yeah, it's it's a lot. Halfway there's, between each, yeah, yeah, it's always like pretty well the sometime in in February in October the Criterion.com yep. website does a fifty percent off sale for one day, and Barnes and Noble does two month long sales in July and in November. That's all right. you need. That's so. If you plan accordingly, you too can load up mm-hmm. on Criterion's and then make the decisions in him and Hall about: Do I really need to get that John Cassavetes Blu-ray collection? Do I really Ooh. need to get that Blu-ray Zatoichi box set? And then you go: Oh, maybe I should take it out. Oh, next time because it's you, you get mm-hmm. you get four opportunities a year. So did you get the Zatoichi box? No. Okay. I, well, I, you got I held off the, the Cassavetes. Yeah. Roommate Scott got me that from a birthday this year and it was too sweet mm-hmm. now you just have to watch those movies oh um, i'll watch those fuckers yeah. actually, i've seen a couple of them i actually got a uh love streams the one that's the one that they came out after the that one that's set. not in the box yeah. set so i'm yeah now i've got all the cassavetes well now now i have a reason to watch the whole box set because then you can lend me love streams after there you go there you go so hot criterion news mm-hmm. uh but anyways yeah back to get out no i liked it yeah there wasn't really anything i had a problem with i mean there, there's a point through when once you're about three quarters through, maybe just after half, you kind of know what's going to happen, and then you're like, okay, I get it. Like, there's a, still a twist where, mm-hmm. like, you you know something's up, and then when you kind of figure out what's going on, you're like, okay, okay. I guess, I like, got yeah. It. I mean, my problem is though, is like the why, like why this, and then they give you that, and it's like, and literally the answer is, I don't know, <laughs> and it's like, oh. That's pretty shitty. Like, yeah. and it's kind of like hollow, and it doesn't matter a great deal. 
but mm. I don't know. It's, it's when people are giving this like four or five stars on Letterboxd and they're just like, they're uh, hyping it up because that's what yep. people do online really well is hype things up. Mm-hmm. You just kind of have to go, uh. and then when you see the uh, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, that's just a red yep. flag for people to go into this thing wanting to hate it. And there's something yep. you can really pick at this movie, which is like kind of like the oh, big, yeah. the why, and then you get the answer and it's like, mm, that's like not a really good answer. But with the stuff it does, like playing on the whole like, kind of winciness of like liberal guilt and stuff like that mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. like that stuff's all really good. Um, yep. and, uh, yeah. So, I mean, there's like, I liked it, but it's, it's got, it's got, a, it's not this, uh, perfect movie, which I don't think anyone should ever expect going to a movie, even if it was a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. No, I, I, I agree. It's, it's definitely not a five out of five, but, uh, yeah. I think what it is is people are so used to shit that when uh yeah, when, when one comes when one comes out like you're so used to the onslaught of like liquid diarrhea coming out that once you get a solid one you're just like man that feels good so you heard it here first uh, get out is a solid turd not like that liquid diarrhea split there you go uh, yeah <laughs> did you uh did you watch anything else uh i did but you know whatever <laughs> okay Nothing worth mentioning. Fine. Uh, I, one thing I will mention that I watched, uh, the last thing I watched was Mm -hmm. the film Hardcore Henry. Uh, that's that weird little Russian film that came out, I guess last year or 2015. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure which, uh, that like I saw and this movie seems to be very divisive. Um, seems like people either strongly like it a lot or people mm-hmm. really hate it. Um, and like, and we're talking like yeah. people who are like fairly film savvy from both sides. Um, yeah. but yeah, so I kind of went in not really like, knowing what to expect beyond the fact that I knew what the gimmick was. I knew it was all shot in first person mm-hmm. and I knew it was very like kind of video gamey, uh, in yeah, its like layout. Crank. Yeah, exactly. It's like crank. Um, so I watched it and I liked it. I liked it fine mm-hmm. enough uh i kind of so i i don't play a lot of video games um mm-hmm. just because for time's sake i just i don't know i sure. find i find video games feel like work to me when i just want to sit back and like watch something or read so hardcore mm-hmm. henry hits that sweet spot of basically watching somebody play a game through like a like a speed walkthrough and you just get mm-hmm. to sit back and watch someone else play a video game for 90 minutes I, I've actually done that, and I actually enjoy doing it. So this movie is exactly that. And if you're down with that, this movie is worth checking out because it's kind of like, I don't know, incredibly violent. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, I would have loved to see this in a theater with, like, a, uh, a theater filled with people because there's stuff right. in there. I'm like, holy shit, that's, like, one of the most, like, ridiculously horrific things I've seen in a something you could call like a mainstream movie that was released in theater like that plays around here uh yeah. like, I couldn't even imagine like people like laughing or whatever because you could like it's not like so horrifying that you'd be like sickened you'd just be laughing because it's like holy crap mm-hmm. that's so ridiculous um so yeah I mean the plot is, is that a guy wakes up he's an amputee he's get but it's like in a mm-hmm. kind of a futuristic setting this this woman saying that uh she's your wife. Uh, that you've been in this accident and that they're, you're in rehabilitation. Um, and yep. then it just goes from there. I mean, you're locked into this guy. He doesn't speak. He doesn't have a speaking role because uh, it kind of f- lets you fill in the voice of the character, I guess. 
Sure. And I mean, yeah, it's you. You uh, are very. You're being pursued by a uh, telekinetic albino, <laughs> which Ooh. like I mean, just reminds me of uh, like Metal Gear Solid. In sort of like you're like basically oh, yeah. it's, it's Psycho Mantis without the gas mask. Sure. Um, and there's like uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, guy from District Nine and kind of a Charlton Copley. Yeah, there he is. So he's kind of like your buddy helping you um and mm-hmm. he keeps dying and showing up again and again and, and, and but he's, he's, <laughs> a, funny. He's, but he's a different guy but, he, but it's him but he's like in a different Aww. he's in a different persona and there's like a whole thing about like oh you need new batteries like every 30 minutes yeah. otherwise you're going to, going to expire because you're art you're now like artificially supported and i mean oh, that's uh, cool. it's got some sweet music it's got it's introduced mm-hmm. it introduced me to some songs i hadn't heard before that i've been playing uh a lot lately uh, so that's always like I love that mm-hmm. I love when movies introduce music. Um, like Billy and, Ray Cyrus? N- not quite. Um, okay. But it's got and it's got some Queen in there for like a big ridiculous Ooh. fight scene where you're just like you're just like first person beating the shit out of guys running at you and you get to hurl them across away mm-hmm. into things. You just get to destroy people and you get to watch it all happen. So that's super exciting mm-hmm. and fun. I mean, I'd say that like I don't know if how much replayability it would have. Um, and it's not for everybody. And it's kind of mm-hmm. dumb and it probably gets a little monotonous, but when it's on, it's really good. Like uh, I was totally yeah. sucked into it. Um, like it really felt like, oh, this does, this is what a video game feels like when you're at the final boss and you're trying to get to him and he keeps throwing you back and then you have to fight more guys to get through him and you're like, getting frustrated trying to get closer and closer. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I like this movie just fine. Sound, that actually, I knew what it was was about but the way you were talking about it that sounds awesome yeah. uh, i'm gonna watch that motherfucker is that on netflix uh no i actually got the blu-ray because it was like dirt cheap by mm. christmas so sling sling me that shit and i'll, I'll, right. I'll check it out well it'll go well with that new big 50 inch tv you got Ooh, yeah you saw that tv didn't you yeah and uh, i saw your uh new couches that you also got <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, to be fair, <laughs> Andrea, Andrea bought those couches. Okay. So, so that has RJ, nothing to do uh, with me. I think I have to ask what all our listeners are wondering is like, uh, have you become a drug dealer? <laughs> uh, no. The obvious answer is that you... I sell myself on the street, oh. which everybody has al- always known all along. Okay. Friend. Mas- uh, yes, masters we, of science. We, masters of selling masters that of ass. Shit. <laughs> 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 You, I, I think you had that one in the tank for a while. You were just waiting for a, an opportune <laughs> moment to get that out there. Um, yeah. Well, you know what? Yeah, Andrea bought some new couches. You know what, though? <laughs> They're old couches. They're from 1972. Uh, uh, she bought them from people who died. <laughs> Not the people who died, but uh, these old people died, and the, their son was selling the couches. And uh, uh, we bought them. And uh, they're really comfy and they're really sturdy. And uh, apparently they were the fancy couches. So they were in the guest room that mm. no one used. Ooh. But uh, yeah, so they, they weren't, it wasn't like new furniture. Mm-hmm. It's still like a quarter of the price of what like new furniture would be. But it's new to us, I mm-hmm. suppose. And uh, yeah, we didn't even have couches for four months. So <laughs> from living in a gutter to uh, high-end caviar, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yep. Pretty cool. Great. Mm-hmm. Outstanding. Neat. Neato. Uh, all right. Well, that's it for movies I've seen, and you're right. uh, selling your body. Uh, do you have any any news you want to share? Actually, you reminded me of something. I didn't have any news, but when, when you brought up Metal Gear Solid, yeah. and uh, remember when we were talking about the guy who made uh, Skull Island, the new Kong movie? Yeah. 
Uh, he, uh, and I was, I was like, I checked out his IMDb and he's like attached to some Metal Gear Solid movie. I was like, I've never even heard of such a thing. He did a big interview and apparently it is happening. Did you know about this? No. I, I mean, like, I, I, I've, as I've said before, um, I, I don't pay attention to like any production stuff until a movie or something is like until it imminent and production. it has a release date and like it's in the can and it's okay. like coming. That's when I start like tuning in because otherwise I assume everything's going to get canceled. And then I'm never well, disappointed. Okay. Well, I guess, I guess you got a point there, but uh, it sounds like he's in the pre-production. He's talking about the scripts and he, he's saying everything that the fans want to hear, you know, about making it the way it's supposed to be made and all that stuff. So, I mean, that's kind of cool. Oh, you know what news we forgot yeah. to mention is uh, how we killed Bill oh, Paxton. Yeah. How we, you killed Bill Paxton. Hey, who's the one? about how, mu- how much you hate him and oh, stuff. Oh, I remember those messages when you were watching Aliens and you're like, oh, Bill Paxton. And I had to come to his defense. And now he's dead. Mm-hmm. Just like Saijin Suzuki. Who else is going to die this week, RJ? Who else? Who's, whose blood are we going to have on our hands? If, if we're lucky, Max Landis. Oh. <laughs> I'll just throw that out there now. <laughs> maybe 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 some some act of fate can take him out you know it'd be funny though too if it was like a piano fell on him or something <laughs> that would be really funny um i don't know hopefully not dennis hopper because we'll be talking about him later oh yeah He's wait super cool i think he is dead <laughs> is he wait did dennis hopper die uh yeah he sure did <laughs> Well, look, look what you fucking, look what you <laughs> did, you little jerk. Yeah, he died, um, brother. Whatever. I'm you know, to, Bill Paxton was annoying in Aliens, so maybe he had it coming. Yeah. What a career he has. Oh, yeah, and so, yeah, he died. Yeah, fuck, he died in, like, 2010. Dennis Hopper? Yeah. Oh, it must have been Land of the Dead that killed him. <laughs> fuck. That, 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 there's a scene, me and uh, Hammy still say to each other all the time, me and my friend, where Dennis Hopper's like, butler is there. And he, his butler's like, what are you doing with all that money? And he's like, uh, uh. And he's like, quick, look out, get down. And he just pushes the guy <laughs> down and then shoots him. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, it's fucking, it's so unbelievable to watch. It's like, who... It's like, one, that Dennis Hopper thought that would be enough. And two, that old-ass George Romero was like, yeah, whatever. That's fine. That's good enough. Awesome. It's like, it's easy, Ryder, man. I'm not going to say any different. So, I don't know. Bill Paxton was cool in True Lies and in uh, Frailty. So well, he, he, he did have a tiny dick or penis. He did, he did have a tiny dick. Yeah. But he had five wives and big loves, so... Which actually has been on my mind lately because I've been uh, just about to finish the book Under the Banner of Heaven by John Krakauer, which is all about Mormon fundamentalists and polygamists and how this whole rigmarole led to the horrible butchering of a woman and her child. And it's like... Was Matthew Broderick there? uh, Not that I know of. Not that can be proven in court anyway. Yeah. But uh, there's that talk of Warren Jeffs, who basically was played by uh, old Harry Dean Stanton in uh, Big Love. I've never actually seen it. Uh, Chanel was really into it, though, uh, several years ago. It's it's on that Crave TV. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because it's a dead HBO show. They got the HBO collection. Yeah, only only dead shows, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's why True Detective is on there. They really gave up on that one. Mm -hmm. They're like, "Uh, we might as well just throw that up here. Nobody cares. That and vinyl. Poor vinyl. Yep. So do you have any news other than dead Bill Paxton? Uh, no, probably not. No? 
Well, nothing happened. It was the Oscars, right? Yep, that's the end of the era. Um, well, we we did see some trailers that I vaguely recall seeing. <laughs> you know what the buzz was this last night, this morning? What? Uh, that Alien Covenant. Oh yeah. Do you know what? It looks exactly the same as all the other shit. Oh yeah. It's just like an unsuspecting crew lands, and then oh no, there's eggs. Oh. And it, I was really excited for that, and then after seeing that or this new trailer, it's just kind of like, well, what's the point? Back to the it's well. The same. Yeah. Poor Ridley Scott. He's as old as Warren Betty and Jackie Chan. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, you know what? Yeah, we saw some premium trailers before Get Out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, there was, was the Girls fe- Trip. Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah, with that sweet-ass uh, Shaka Zulu joke. Mm-hmm. If anyone's not familiar, go watch the trailer for Girls Trip and uh, just wait for this sweet fucking joke about Shaka Zulu. It is mm-hmm. so good. I looked at Jarrett in the theater, just mouth agape, and I was like, OMG, that is some <laughs> high-level high comedy. Mm-hmm. And then there was the uh, uh, that fucking the the new uh, crazy white girl breaking up black woman's uh, marriage movie, uh, mm-hmm. which with the with the great title of Unforgettable, which I'm sure will ne- not get any play at all when Rotten Tomatoes uh, uh, grabbed quotes come along. Unforgettable is forgettable, but it's just like yeah, yeah, it's like hey, did you see Obsession? It's probably the exact same movie. It's, 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 they're trying to bring uh-huh. back the, the 90s thriller for the, the millennials and uh, the sex thriller yeah but they just they don't they don't have the balls to go far enough nothing that like that would get made and released in theaters anymore not like your movie Rape Ghost hey not like that yeah well once you actually once the right people <laughs> find out about that and they get you get the money then uh, Rape Ghost will be a reality <laughs> and then you'll be showing uh, Hollywood what uh, a real movie looks like uh, <laughs> you know that conversation wasn't recorded before, so people have no idea what we're talking about. Doesn't matter; they can just hear what they just hear that you have an idea for a movie called Rape Ghost, and that's all that matters. So, starring Emma Stone. They, yeah, she just she, oh. she doesn't know she's in it yet. You, oh, you said too much, man. I, I I left it vague. I was trying to give you a little <laughs> give you a little bit there, man, but uh, you totally gave yourself away, and now everyone is unsubscribing to the show. <laughs> All, all four of those dudes out there, and one lady. Well, after the break, we're going to be talking uh-huh. about Fishing with John, directed by John Lurie from 1991. <sighs> Rape ghost. Fireworks 
half a pound of Valentine's each day. Had it hold up in a room above a hardware store. Cry nothing ever. talking about Fishing with John, directed by John Lurie from 1991. RJ, do you know who John Lurie is? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> I, had to look, I had to look it up like five minutes into the first episode. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. Um, so what can you tell me about John Lurie now that you've looked him up? There's not he, really, there's not, not much a, to know. <laughs> he's a composer, uh, often collaborates with Jim Jarmusch. Yeah. Yeah, he made a two. Yeah, pretty well. So yeah, he was part of an act called the Lounge Lizards uh, back in the day, and I'm sure he's still rocking with them. Though I think I saw something about like him having like Lyme disease or something like that. Which uh, oh shit. Yeah. So I mean, he's probably all the shitty things with that that go along with that. Maybe he got it while making the show. Um, Yeah. And then uh, yeah, and then yeah, he's like he's most famous for like working on uh, Jim Jarmusch movies, uh, Stranger Stranger Than Paradise, and uh, Down by Law. Or like where I kind of first ever saw John Lurie, and then he mm-hmm. he's like his most famous score that he did was for Get Shorty, which uh, have you seen Get Shorty? Yeah, of course. I'm not yeah. a fucking loser. Okay, that's good. I'm glad you're not a fucking yeah. loser. Uh, but like, yeah, it's a very like kind of iconic '90s score. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I've heard that that score used in like lots of like commercials. Like City TV would use it to mm-hmm. like punctuate stuff all the time, and like lots of transitional stuff. So. Even though you didn't know who John Lurie was, his uh, impact was felt on lots of uh, cable TV, weird, mm. generic music for long, long times. Gotcha. So, John Lurie, what is he up to? Well, he doesn't know anything about fishing, and I guess mm-hmm. he had this idea of like doing a television show uh, that mm-hmm. aired on IFC and Bravo back in 1991. Right. With the title Fishing with John, mm-hmm. and essentially he just got dudes he knew uh, but mm-hmm. his, his buddies, uh, to like go along with it on this venture of like, I guess shooting kind of a documentary mockumentary thing of them yeah. all just going on various trips to different locales. And that's it in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no plot. There's no, uh, storyline per se. Uh, there's one, I think mm-hmm. there's like one bit that there's a payoff, I think, <laughs> to one uh, one episode that comes later <laughs> in the next episode. That's about it. Um, RJ, have you ever gone fishing before? When I was a little kid, yeah. My grandpa took us out fishing uh, down. Uh, he lived in Milk River, so somewhere around there, I, I suppose. Okay. Uh, but it has been at least 20-some years since that was a reality. Yeah, my, my dad really liked fishing a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I also, as a, as a kid, I got drug along to a lot of fishing, mm-hmm. uh, both uh, regular line fishing, whatever it is, uh, and, mm-hmm. I, and ice fishing. 
which apparently um, blows people's minds. Uh, but I'm like, yep, I remember bringing out that auger out onto frozen lakes and drilling holes and setting up your little gimmick and uh, setting mm-hmm. your flags. And you wait till those flags kick it, and then you go over there and you try to reel in your fish. I think my dad came in like first or second or something one year at a ice fishing derby. Hmm. That's uh, that's not that surprising. When I first met you, I was like, "This guy's worked an auger before." Oh yeah. I didn't. I didn't think it was for ice. I thought it was mm-hmm. for humans, but whatever. <laughs> Same thing. Well, it's kind of uh, that was in the first season of Fargo, wasn't it? They were using the augers and then dumping mm-hmm. the bodies in the frozen lake. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that show. That's all right. Oh, you're an idiot. So anyway, uh, mm-hmm. let's run through this six episode uh, TV show. Uh, episode by episode. Okay. Uh, you can jump in anytime. I'll just kind of mention my notes uh, as we go through. Can, and, can I just say something before you start? Okay. About the show in general. Okay. I fucking love this show. Oh, yeah? I thought it was awesome. <laughs> this is one of the funniest things ever. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's one of the better entries into the Criterion Collection. I just want to. I just want to say that. Okay. Well. well yeah. We'll talk. Okay. We'll talk about it because, like, I. I've uh, some very specific. Actually, in the very first episode, these are my observations with it. Okay. So episode okay. one. Lay it down. Jim Jarmusch. Uh, <laughs> so first episode, he's hanging out with his co-director, and like, there's no real introduction to like who Jim Jarmusch is, what he's <laughs> done. He's just like this like white hair, tall, skinny dude, and uh, they're gonna go hunt for sharks, just like. I, I don't know, off, off the coast of New York. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they, they do just that. Uh, mm-hmm. my, I wrote that, RJ, have you ever fished for shark? I haven't, but uh, they actually see one, so I think it can't be that hard. Yeah, I mean, they just they went out and they found it. And it's like, holy shit, that's like really easy. Um, yeah. I think anyone could do it. Um, mm-hmm. my, my, my first, I have like quotes from the show. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, Me the, too. The first one here I have is, "Would you like to see my penis?" Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, I I wouldn't personally for you, but um, not yet, at least later. Mm. Uh, that comes out of like fucking nowhere. It's so funny. <laughs> so so many things that like either either John Lurie or his guest say, or just the narrator says, oh, are just the, so random. Oh, and just the narrator. Of, the narrator. <laughs> It's just, it's like, what? Where did that come from? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so my next note, I had made the note like, New York hipsters hunting for sharks. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I wrote, this is what people did before podcasts. So yeah. like yeah, yeah. this, that is essentially what this was. It's like these guys are like, huh, we have like, let's do something, I guess. And uh, they didn't have the technology to do podcasts. And so then at that time in 1991, they filmed uh fake TV shows about fishing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like now, because yes, you, you could actually basically do a podcast now called Fishing with John. And it could just be like uh, John Lurie interviewing people uh, mm-hmm. about fishing on his show. And he'd have celebrities. Uh, mm-hmm. Basically, that's what like Kevin Pollack and all these other, like Mark Marin. I mean, what how is what they do any different than what this show essentially is? It's not at all, but uh, this show shows way ahead of its time. I mm-hmm. uh, I described it to Andrea later. I was mm-hmm. like, because I think I'm going to rewatch it with her because okay. I think she would actually really like it. Yeah, you would ask uh, me if what I thought, and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's fair too. But uh, I would, I think it was in the first episode. I was like, oh yeah, she would like this. Uh, but I described it to her as like Anthony Bourdain meets The Office because it's like. <laughs> 
it's like so full just disc- like <laughs> me and andrea are big advocates of the food network and uh, sometimes the travel network so yep. anthony bourdain is a him like him and like rick stein those like traveling chefs yeah love that shit i love shows like that so i thought it was like that but it was also kind of like the office because it's like a joke mm-hmm. kind of like they're they're actually doing this shit but like they don't take like it seems like they don't really care. They're just kind of out there and they like make a lot of funny jokes. Um, my, I'll, I'll wait until the end to tell you my favorite bit out of this first one. Okay. This first episode. Uh, you continue. Okay. So uh, the the next line uh, from this movie this, that I had to write down was covered in sores and boners. Oh, I had that too. Because <laughs> <laughs> like it's one of those things where you're like, wait. What did he wait? You go back. It's like, what do you mean? Covered in sores and boners. All right. Um, And then I believe this this must be it must be a line from the narrator, which is, uh, "How deep is the ocean?" (laughs) Yeah, and like no one and no one knows. No one knows how deep the ocean is. No, no one knows. Um, yeah. I, I liked the the peanuts parents warble that the shipmate gets, where oh, he, yeah. he's like rrr, 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 every time rrr. he speaks, even though he's like right off camera mm-hmm. and he should be clear, but they've dubbed him over as this. Rrr, 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 yeah. rrr. Oh, I see. Um, and yeah, like this, it's kind of like amazing, like that reality TV shows have not changed from this era. Like mm-hmm. they they haven't evolved. They haven't gotten any better. Um, in yep. fact, the, this show like so predates like I, th- I don't think like reality shows were at all to the same scale that they are now. Mm-hmm. Still, like everything like the ice fish hunter shit, and it's like super extreme and like edgy and like mm-hmm. fake out endings of like oh my god, this guy's climbing, but oh shit, some of the rocks are going underneath him. Oh shit, is he going to make it? Oh god, watch out! And then they they cut off, and then they come yeah. back and like they recap exactly what just happened the moment before, and then they're mm-hmm. okay. Um, so whereas this show, it's like, we gave the camera to the old, the uh, fisherman who owned the boat. And then it's like a three minute segment of him, like zooming in and out of like a mountain yeah. just for like no reason. Cause he like doesn't know how to use the camera, mm-hmm. but and, they leave it in. Yep. They left it in. Uh, and then, yeah, there's the asshole narrator, uh, who just yep. like, he's finding things to talk about. And then there's this, like, mm-hmm. there's things where, oh, there's no action going on. And then he gets to like, just do what he does and he gets do whatever more. he does and that's like a theme for the next six episodes yeah um and then yeah uh, i appreciated that they were catching and releasing uh yeah, yeah that was very nice to see um they're, they're not that comes it. up in a few of them yes actually. yes it is there's like one of the episodes later episodes there's like you're like oh oh they're worried that the fish didn't make it over the reef or something like that mm-hmm. and they're like, oh shit is it okay <laughs> it's like oh yeah they're just in it for the sport and not there to chow down Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's like, I mean, those, those are my notes for the first episode. Uh, yeah. So I also had the boners thing. I thought mm-hmm. that was really funny. Uh, when they talk about sharks, I, th- I think it's really funny in the first episode. It's like, they talk about how the only like uh predator to a shark is man. And then later they're like sharks, the only predator to man, like <laughs> they reverse it and like, he like can't keep it straight. And he says something about like it's like the shark reigns in his underworld kingdom, and, and that's I think that's when he's like, "How deep is the ocean? Yeah. We don't know." And then he says something I can't I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was like "shark" is German for "sharky," which is a translation <laughs> means Dylan. It was like something <laughs> like that. Um, I thought that was really funny, and then. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just such candid banter between like him and his guests. Like you can tell they're like friends. Oh yeah. And then he like 
he tells that story. Uh, I can't remember if it's him or Jim Jarmusch where they caught a devil fish and then they were so scared. They just cut the line and ran home. <laughs> He's like, I didn't, I didn't even know what to do. He was like, I was so fucking scared. Um, and then like what you said, it's fucking, it's so funny that it just starts with absolutely no, like no information. Like you don't get introduced to Jim Jarmusch. You don't get introduced to John, John Lurie. No, <laughs> all, all it says is John doesn't know how to, or knows nothing about fishing. Yeah. That is liter- That's his sole introduction. But, uh, my favorite moment in the first episode and probably in the whole, the whole six episodes is, uh, they're like trying to fish and they're like, this isn't working. So Jim Jarmusch, it, it like cuts to a scene. Like it's like I was saying, it's like out of the office or something. Jim Jarmusch is holding a huge hunk of cheese over the water and John Lurie has a gun and they're just like holding it like both of them over the water, like waiting for something to come bite the it's, cheese. It's like a cartoon. It's fucking amazing, man. That made me laugh so hard. I was just by myself. The cats weren't even around and I was laughing by myself. So um, that first episode really, uh, really set the bar up there for me. I was like, man, because okay. I had no, it was like we were saying last week, I had no idea what this fucking thing was at all yeah yeah well yeah, this is like so, a weird because yeah so for me like i i kind of knew what it was because because like uh when i was younger and like i pour over like the criterion collection catalog and i'd look over and be like and people was like what's fishing with john and then i'd look it up and i'm like oh it's like a tv show thing about him fishing I'm like, eh. and when you're paying like 40 bucks us to get like a criterion back then you're like i'm not gonna get that but then um we were house sitting for this couple here in town and he just randomly has a copy of it. And I remember like Chanel would like, would watched it like years ago. And I kind of like saw it like in the background half on. And I realized yeah. I'm like, Oh, I should like sit down and actually watch this rather than just kind of from afar. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, now I'm doing that. Now you did it. Yeah. Um, so episode two, we Ooh. get Tom Waits and John and Tom are off to Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Um, we open up with, uh, my first thing I wrote here was stroke, stroke, stroke. stroke. Uh, and this gets, we follow mm-hmm. up with the narrator's great line of having destroyed their car. <laughs> <laughs> the, the narrator's awesome. And, uh, Tom Waits is a fucking maniac. I don't know how much oh, you know about God. him, but he's such a crazy dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So folks, uh, Tom Waits, he's a musician. He makes albums, uh, and he's an actor. And, yeah. uh, yeah, he, he's made some pretty sweet CDs. Mm. Uh, I highly recommend people check out Frank's wild years. That's mm. uh, very, very good. Uh, that's like kind of like from his, like probably his triptych of like awesome CDs. It's like uh, right. rain dog. Fuck, I can't remember what it is. And then like uh swordfish trombone, but yeah, um, mm-hmm. Frank's wild years is ace. Anywho. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, uh, next there's like the, you had a nice little rendition of them singing, uh, along the river of men, all very, mm-hmm. uh, off the cuff. Uh, mm-hmm. and then you mm-hmm. get the exchange of cheese fish. It's France. <laughs> it's a different place. Yeah. Well, you, uh, they call things different over there. Like some places call it a chicken fish yeah. as Tom would say. And then, uh, France calls it a cheese fish. And he's like, mm-hmm. what is this cheese fish? I don't know. <laughs> it's just what they call it in France. Uh, yeah. Uh, and they're talking about cows. And he's like, is that a fish too? <laughs> no, 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 no. This is a real cow. 
So, th- th- so this episode is either my favorite or my second favorite. Because uh, like Tom, Tom Waits is just so like he just like I don't know he he gets it like the more yeah, than everybody he, he he nails it really well like he gets the tone of the show and his like kind of like non sequitur and his like mm-hmm. his like persona like from his songs and stuff like that he, he has a good character that he plays along mm-hmm. with it like where it's just like he wakes up another David adventure John <laughs> and I wrote I wish I had Tom Waits with me on my daily adventures man uh, that'd be cool but it'd be pretty spooky yeah. Yeah, he's a spooky guy. Yeah. And I mean, like, I'm mm. not doing a great job of laying out what's happening on these episodes because I think that's pretty mm-hmm. pointless because it's just like they're going fishing in Jamaica. This one, they're on a steamboat and they're yep. along a river and they're there to catch fish. In the previous episode, yep. they went off in a boat off the coast of New York and onto the Atlantic and they were going to catch a shark. This one, they're just fishing, hanging out. Uh, you get the narrator mm-hmm. saying things like, I'd love a bite of your sandwich. Um, <laughs> oh fuck! I thought that was so funny because there's like there's like no or no dialogue or nobody says anything for like twenty seconds and then just out of nowhere it's like I'd love a bite of your sandwich. <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> Where did that come from? Yeah. Uh, oh, and then we have uh like just like John Lurie apparently at some point saying, "I wonder when I had my last tetanus shot." <laughs> um, and then of course yeah, uh, there's a point where I, Tom Waits is getting uh, seasick. Mm-hmm. Uh, from being out on there on the uh, the river, and he's just like he's getting kind of sick and sick. Like, well, why don't you just vomit? Like you you, you eat breakfast and you're feeling well. He's like, uh, it was such a beautiful breakfast. I'd like to hang on to it for a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's just great. He gets it, man. Like he, you oh said. yeah, he yeah he's like definitely. I think the mm-hmm. I mean he, he's he's great in this. Uh, and then there's some gambling, and uh, Tom Waits mm-hmm. is def- definitely in his uh, his element. He's got like a lady. Uh, down, uh, down a Jamaican lady hanging off of him as he gambles away, just the way that it should be. Um, mm-hmm. And then, of course, my I think my favorite line of the entire series is, Ooh. "I have to ask you something, John. Have you ever caught a fish before? I've never seen you catch a fish." <laughs> <laughs> classic, know. classic Tom Waits. Tom, classic Tom Waits. Like I said, he's got the best lines. I think he, um, he does. Yeah, they're they're really good together. Um, there's a really funny moment too. Where uh, another boat goes by, and Tom Waits oh, yeah. is like, he's like, "Are they biting? Yeah, <laughs> are they biting today?" And if you like, if you don't look at them, if you look at the boat, there's a scene where a guy has a blue blanket over himself, yeah, and he he peels it back for a second to like look, and he's like, "Oh, they're still filming," and then he puts the blanket back because he's like a crew, he's like a crew guy that's just hiding on the boat under a blanket. Mm-hmm. It's fucking awesome, man. And it's just it? funny too because like John uh, John Lurie and Tom Waits like don't even pay attention to him because he's just high he's not there man it's just water mm-hmm. and yeah the effect like that like these accents are they biting today <laughs> or not quite Australian <laughs> are they, but are they biting today <laughs> are they biting today and, yeah. and they're just yelling at those guys <laughs> like you do that's what you do when yeah. you fish oh they're coming yeah. back around and then they show um, off and they, yes, they they were biting that day. Mm-hmm. Tom Waits puts a fish in his pants. Oh, fuck. He, uh, <laughs> he, he's got a great line where he's like, where do you, like, because they have to use live bait. And he's like, yes. where do you hook it? John Lurie's like, through the eye. He's like, oh, I can't do that. Oh. He's like, he, he looked at me. He's like, we have a relationship now. He's like, I can't do that to him. <laughs> and then he like, so. fucking hurls it in the water. And he's like, you're supposed to keep it alive. It's, it's definitely not that anymore. Because it's just like, yeah. yeah, you just like whip this thing onto the water. And just like, yeah, like a person falling into water. It's like hitting concrete. And yep, mm-hmm. that, it's like, look, it's floating at the top. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Mm-hmm. Very good stuff. Very good. 
Yeah. Yeah. Episode two is also pretty uh, premio. 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 Uh, episode three, uh, mm-hmm. we were going to Costa Rica and we're going with Matt Dillon. Yeah. Famed actor. Matt Dillon. Fame, famed actor at his tip top. And probably his attractiveness. It's like it's kind yeah. of hilarious, like putting a uh, John Lurie and Matt Dillon together like, together on that airplane mm-hmm. when they're coming over. And you go, holy shit! John Lurie is like haggard and looks terrible because like mm-hmm. when he's hanging out with like Jim Jarmusch and Tom Waits, they're all like around the same age and they've all like yeah. they're all very like, boozy looking and look like they've uh, smoked like a pack a day for twenty years. And Matt Dillon's so fresh faced, baby faced, mm-hmm. and like so soft and uh, new. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so, yeah, uh, they go to Costa Rica and uh, there is uh, f- dancing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. They, well, they have to dance to bring in the, the catch. Mm-hmm. If you don't dance, you don't bring in the catch. That's right. So we get a, uh, a sequence. Uh, this mm-hmm. was like probably not one of my favorite episodes. Um, I th- uh, yeah. I, I think this is the low one uh, yeah. for sure. It does have the dance is funny and then uh, the narrator who's clearly bored starts talking about how their like guide can morph yes. into a bird mm-hmm. and then that takes over for a while and yeah. then you get a lot of like reverse uh moving shots and stuff like that that's all really fun but uh, the rest of it is just like they're just on the boat and nothing happens and even the narrator's like i think this is the best episode <laughs> and then it rains right <laughs> and that's, then it rains for like it rains five a, seconds yeah it rains a lot and then uh yeah. I, I think my favorite line from this episode is just these our horses. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really it's that's really funny actually, because they find horses and he's like, "These are horses. These are horses." Like, because it's, intro- it's, intro- it's introducing you to things, and it's like, "Well, these yeah. are what these are." And it these reminded me. It just actually reminds me. There's like that movie that just came out uh, about the kid from Mars that like grew up there, and he comes to Earth to meet his sweetheart. I can't remember the title. Huh? The space between us. Oh, and there's yeah, like that, there, there's no, like yeah, in, yeah. in the trailer there's a bit where he sees a horse for the first time. People are whoa, why is this kid acting so weird around horses for? And so I'm like, oh, it's because it's a reference to fishing with John, obviously. Obviously, you idiot. Yeah, he was making it for yeah. that kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Classic. But um, uh, yeah. yeah, episode three, it's yeah. just there. It doesn't like there. I don't remember too much about it other than mm-hmm. oh yeah, that's the one with Matt Dillon who I uh, when I was mentioning who was in the show last week, I totally forgot that he is in it. Yeah, well, so, that episode is just whatever. So. Yeah, so episode four, we get yeah. ourselves Willem Dafoe. Uh, they're in Northern Maine, and they he, he, and they're going ice fishing, RJ. He really assembled a crew of fucking serial killers, eh? Like Tom Waits, Willem Dafoe, and Dennis Hopper. Like, all all three of those guys have actually killed people in real life. You well, know that, yeah, right? Yeah, they're kind of yeah. They're, that that is a uh, murderer's row of talent. Like those are guys yeah. that like they really uh, have continued on. Uh, mm-hmm. People know them, they, unlike John Lurie, I guess. But uh, and like yeah, I, I him mean, and Matt Dillon. Yeah, everyone that, else was famous. Yeah. Very much. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, this is my, this is the one that's tied for favorite episode uh, oh, yeah. with that one. Because mm-hmm. this one kind of goes definitely more down the like structured narrative. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you don't really, re- you don't realize it's happening. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, uh, the thing that like comes to my mind is there's a bit where where uh, Defoe goes, goes, "What are we going to eat tonight?" And it's just like Willem Defoe, and he's just like recumbent and just like laying back. His legs are kind of apart, and he's just like in his sleeping yeah. bag and just like resting. He's like, "What are we going to eat tonight?" <laughs> and like he again, he he gets it the, uh, in a yeah. different way. Like he's doing it's like real genuine thing where he's like, yeah. he's like, "Yeah, hey John, yeah, let's go fishing." Um, yeah. Uh, my my uh, question here for you, RJ, is have you ever gone ice fishing? I don't know if I asked that. No, it sounds horrible. It's, well, yeah, based on this episode, I don't think uh, – yeah. I think it's might have scared some people off of ice fishing. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, I actually – I've actually thought about this once before. It sounds horrible, but all I would be doing would be like boozing the whole time, so it wouldn't be that bad. I think that's like the reason people the go point? ice fishing. That's like yeah. actually like a key thing about fishing uh, mm-hmm. is I think – actually, it's very uh, – alcoholic friendly rj where do you pee uh over the boat over the boat over the boat okay i just had to ask yeah uh yeah i really like this episode too i only have one note for this episode Mm -hmm. willem dafoe likes pizza hut (laughs) because he's they're talking about food and like how many calories you burn out in the cold yeah and he's like that's like four hot fudge sundaes yeah, that's like two pizzas from Pizza Hut, and he explicitly <laughs> mentions Pizza Hut. So I thought that was really cool, and I think that's a first uh, of Criterion movies explicitly mentioning uh, the Hut. The Hut. So I thought that was really cool, and uh, the only reason I don't have notes for this episode is because I was just enjoying watching it. So mm-hmm. I was like, I'm into this. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. it. I think of uh, all the stuff I was posting on the Instagram, uh, the one mm-hmm. uh, still and screen cap there was the one with uh, Defoe in the sleeping bay with John. He's like, you know what? I get kind of sweet when it comes to bedtime. And people really <laughs> like that. And it's like, that's the magic of Defoe. Yeah. People. I don't I don't know if I even saw that. Yeah. I think I missed these ones, but uh, uh, that sounds fun. I like that. Yeah. I think everyone, I like that everyone, everyone likes uh, Jesus. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I oh a future Jesus that we will once again see. Yes, we will. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so I mean, this episode uh, it's about failure to catch fish, and what happens when you don't catch fish is you wind up dying. Mm-hmm. So at the end of episode four, uh, it is declared by the narrator that Willem Dafoe and John Larry have died of starvation, <laughs> and that's and it just ends, and that's it. Uh, it's, yeah, it's it's great. Oh, there's like okay, we skipped over the bit too, where it's like uh, before dying, uh, Willem Dafoe is like because they they built this like little shack mm-hmm. on the ice, and like it's like the cameras out outside and then like you see like john uh or uh willem dafoe like moves some wood over and he looks out and he goes john the flags moved <laughs> and it reminded very much of him uh his character in life aquatic yeah um it's like yeah. yeah he's got that like naivete that uh that uh he decides to play with when he does comedy that's like really good mm-hmm. yeah willem dafoe rules man yeah hey do you know he's gonna be in that aquaman no. aquaman no i didn't know that he is. Who's, he, who's cool. he in that? Volko, just like an Atlantean dude, ge- general no. in the army, some shit. I also, even cooler, I heard he's going to be in your buddy Adam Wingard's Death Note as uh, the demon guy. What's his name? Like Ryuki or something? Oh, really? Huh. Yeah, well, the voice of. Ruck. Ruck, Maybe, yeah. yeah. Anyways, Willem Dafoe's cool. Yeah, Willem Dafoe. Uh, my Willem Dafoe anecdote is that uh, I remember him being in speed two and like oh, he, yeah. he, he stood out in that movie for me uh back in the mm-hmm. day i thought he had like a crazy weird jaw and crazy face and i remember being like oh that guy would be a wicked joker 
Like that was like always my like casting. Yeah. Be like he'd be a great mm-hmm. Joker, and I had no idea. Like oh, that's Willem Dafoe. He's like a major big deal actor. I just mm-hmm. like the first movie I saw him in, Speed Two. Speed Two. No, yeah. uh, that's that's not bad. I think mine was probably Spider Man. Yep. Yep. Anyways, I like him. He's and, a pretty neat dude. And now he's turned into Kellyanne Conway. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Anywho. So, episode yeah. five. Uh, mm-hmm. This is an episode Be- with Dennis Hopper, and they're going to Thailand, in which the episode immediately opens up with when John Lurie appears on frame, the narrator going, I made a mistake. John is still alive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought that was really funny, and I, I was... It was nice to see some continuity between uh, episodes. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I thought that was awesome. Yep. And this is and the I, first and last two-parter. I was going to say, you undersold it. It's uh, the two-part finale. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, my main note really here, because like I said, like I kind of fell into the thing where I just kind of stopped really taking notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just kind of falling into the... Uh, the rhythms of the show uh, is like I forgot about Dennis Hopper's laugh, which is like I don't know. Oh, yeah. It's like great. I always love his. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, well, baby wants to fuck, right? That's and right. he's always laughing about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, my first note was uh, Dennis uh, Hooper. Is it Hooper or Hopper? Hopper. Well, whatever. Uh, Dennis Hopper Not grunting. Confused with Toby. Toby Hooper. And that oh, he sucks. <laughs> oh, I didn't even bring that up because I was going to say it because I might watch. A, apparently, he did some other Stephen King movies. I'll watch those next week. I'm pretty convinced Toby Hooper is a bad uh, director. So I, I'm going to figure out for sure. Mm-hmm. More, I've seen more movies of his I don't like than I have than I do like. So, yeah, that's very true. So anyways, Dennis Hopper grunting. There's a scene where he's just you like, know what he's, and don't forget Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre 2 with Dennis yeah, Hopper. That's, that's true. One of the worst fucking movies I've ever seen. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, that's bad. Salem's a lot is bad. Uh, what else did he do? Did he do The Mangler? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to watch that fucker too. I don't got high hopes. Mangler's sweet, man. Is it? Yeah, I love that movie. Well, it's probably because, uh, not because of Toby Hooper. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Dennis Hopper grunts in this movie for like, or in this episode for like 20 minutes. Yep. Not 20 minutes, like a minute, but it's pretty fun. Cause he's like, (laughs) just making grunt sounds. I like that. You forgot, uh, they go to Bangkok and they're hunting giant squid. The fabled giant squid that a lot of people have either never seen, even though a lot of boats go missing. (laughs) <laughs> and they go to the sanctuary of squid monks, which I thought was really funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the squid hypnotism. Yes. And that's why a lot of people have not been able to catch yeah. the squids. And they actually get hypnotized, uh, the narrator they actually, declares. Yeah. They they don't remember that, though. Um, I also think there's a really nice mundane uh, lunch scene where they're just eating lunch. Yep. And there's, like, questions about the ice cubes. And it's like, oh, man, I can't have that. He's like, can't eat those ice cubes here. I'll kill you. <laughs> and I thought that was really funny. And and uh, I think I think the last line is just beautiful, you know? Should I say it? Should yeah. I tell it to the people out there? Spill. The last line, it's like, whether there is a giant squid or not, life is still beautiful. That's right. And I'm like, you fucking did it, John. You figured it out, man. Nailed it. 
Yeah. Do you have any other things to say about the last episode? No, not really. Like I said, it's just kind of like um, by the end, it just kind of played out. Um, It it went out the way it went in. Uh, So so impressions of the show as a whole. Okay. So uh, my first thing was like when I was watching this was like, wow, like this is just like a weird like show from like or like a, a segment from Wonder Shows in. Which I don't know if oh, you've, yeah. if you've seen Wonder Shows or not. Um, it, a little it, bit. Yeah, I mean, it pretty well. Like, I mean, if this show came out now, uh, it would be on Adult Swim. It would be yeah. ten minute long episodes, and it would completely mm-hmm. fit in with the like aesthetic. Like, because I think that those guys, like uh, whatever that is, Fur, the dudes who did that stuff, mm-hmm. Pfeiffer, uh, they're like totally on the same wavelength as this. This is probably one of yeah. their favorite things. Um, and they went, they, and they go even further into like, kind of like making things like unwatchable, um, like horse apples. I don't know if you ever, Mm. uh, heard of that episode or like Mm -mm. the, uh, the patience episode. Like they kind of like Mm. went into like making shows that are like actively difficult to watch. And like, that's the comedy of it. Andy Kaufman stuff. Yeah. But in further than Andy Kaufman ever did. Like that's like, that's like their starting point. And like this is like sort of in that wavelength is like mm-hmm. that the Andy Kaufman sense of humor. This is very much like that. Um, right. It's dry. It's like it barely registers as anything. Like it's like it's not it's not necessarily a comedy. You have to like kind of be yeah. where you have to like kind of go along with what they're laying down. And I think this this actual sense of humor has aged fairly well uh, mm-hmm. into like what people find funny now. Right. Um, the one thing I found kind of lame with looking over like letterbox comments is like people saying, Oh man, you gotta be high to watch this or, Oh shit. I wish it's I'd not be- true. It's like, I'm like, fuck. Uh, it's so lazy people. <sighs> yeah. That's not, that's not true at all. I wasn't high and I thought this show was delightful. Yeah. Fucking, you don't got to get high cause I'm high on life, Jerry. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. No. Yeah. That's pretty lame. Um, the show is fucking wicked. Uh, as I said at the start, I think this is awesome. It's one of the best shows we've watched so far. And I mean that with all earnesty. And uh, that's a genuine comment for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was told, I had no idea what this was. And watching it, I was so happy. And I was like, I really like this. So uh, it, was a, it was a very delightful and refreshing entry into the Criterion Collection. I'm not really sure why it's there, but uh, I'm happy that it is, uh, and I'm I'm definitely gonna watch this again. It was super good. It's it's funny too. Like there was a lot of like they put a lot of production money into this. Like they didn't like they don't have like lavish sets or anything, but they flew him and his crew around to all these places. So it's a that's pretty, not cheap. It's a pretty small crew. I mean, it's a pretty relatively cheap production. Yeah. And actually, I saw like I think uh, there's a. Uh, commentary track on this too that I didn't mm-hmm. actually uh, listen to, but I guess like one of the mentions on there was that uh, I think like like some Japanese production company was funding him right. and they wanted like Dennis Hopper and stuff like that. They wanted certain things, and uh, I started realizing like, oh, this is like super like Japanese in a lot of ways. Like I don't know if sure. you ever watched like some of that like stuff that came out of like the uh, two two thousands, like um, oh, the like, s- Silent Library. No, did you ever watch Silent Library or hear of that? I, I've never oh, heard of you, that. You would fucking love it. It's like fucking. Mm. It's, so here's this. The premise of it is that uh, it's like two tables of like Japanese like twenty year old dudes, and there's like like one like uh, like black guy, 
And the mm. whole gimmick is that they have to they get dares and like it's it, they have to be completely quiet. There's like a sound measure mm. about what they're doing, and there's there's this like I can't remember. It's been a while since I watched it, but there's like a, there's like signage that like it's like it's a game show. And like mm-hmm. it comes up with like this is what you have to do, and it's like horrific things that like you have to like do to your body, oh, okay. and like, yeah, yeah. but they can't do it. They can't make any sound when it happens. It's like putting mm-hmm. your like put your penis in a mouse trap or like that sort of stuff. But Ooh, it's like but, or, but like I'm, that's like I don't even know if that ever happens. But it's like it's actually yeah. probably a little bit less malicious. And then that, but it's like stupid sure. things. Like you have to do this to your nipple and like they have to, mm-hmm. they, and you can't make a sound. And like, even though you're getting kicked really hard or something's happening to you, you're like, <laughs> and so it's like, mm-hmm. it's hilarious. Like it's just inherently comical. And so like, gotcha. that, that's sort of like weird lo-fi spirit is like super like Japanese. Like it's a staple mm-hmm. of like their kind of, um, just for laughs kind of thing, but way funny, yeah. way cleverer and a little bit more mm-hmm. like, Mean spirited to a certain degree, yeah, and erotic. Uh, just, just like, just, yeah, that's one thing I would not use to describe uh, fishing with, jo- with John as is being erotic mm-hmm. necessarily. But I don't know. Did you see when Tom Waits put that fish in his pants? I saw. But... Which, by the way, he's just wearing like sweatpants that are cut off at the <laughs> knees, which just, is so fun. And they just bulge right down. <laughs> they just bulge down. I'm gonna, so much fun. I'm gonna leave it there for a little bit. <laughs> uh, man. Uh, no, that silent library sounds super cool. Oh yeah. I do. There's like, yeah, there's some other cool stuff. But yeah. That, I think you would love that show. It ran for you a said, while too. Yeah. You send it my way. All right. They're just on YouTube. Like, yeah. Okay. I'll check that out. But, but no, yeah, I was, uh, I was totally surprised by this and I fucking loved it. I thought it was super funny and mm-hmm. it was exactly what I needed, man. I was like, this is so refreshing compared to fucking Henry the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah (laughs) this is like whoever put like put this together they were probably like oh or like the numbering they were like we got to put this fucking henry v movie in here the old man wants it it's like let's give (laughs) let's give the people something like that like you know what i mean like they're like we know henry v sucks (laughs) here's something for you something fun it's not even a fucking movie they're like they're like we know you need this yeah so we'll just we'll just we'll give you one Mm. and like a little wink like Mm. so wink uh yeah no i this is exactly what we needed nice well i feel fucking refreshed well i I think you liked it like a lot more than i did um like i liked it well enough yeah so i'm really surprised but i'm glad i'm glad that uh you you you, uh, this uh turned the ship around uh from the, the last one I almost um, quit last week. No, <laughs> we all did. Um, <laughs> but, you know, not everyone feels the same. Uh, oh, oh. So who hates Fishing with John? There's actually not that strong uh-huh. a hate because, like, not very many people, pull back. Not many people have actually seen it. But uh, right. James Vincent has. He gave it two stars, says, mildly amusing at times, but I couldn't even finish all six episodes, which amounts to two and a half hours, and I'm a patient man. No, you're not. You're yeah. Fuck, man. <laughs> How about that, James Vincent? Shit, you told him. I got um, him. Irk Majerk gave this two and a half oh. stars. Such a weird movie, but in a good way. This is definitely not for everyone, but it's for me, that's for sure. Uh, okay. What? I'd Why watch did you give pa- it to an- I'd watch parts of this again. Not the Matt Dillon part, though. It was boring. <laughs> Uh, well, why did he give it two and a half stars if he liked it? I don't know. Maybe he's one of those like potheads that likes this and thinks this. You have to watch it while 
high or whatever. While you're high. Yeah. Oh, the Great Wall with Matt Damon. It's only good when you're high. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's that's it. That's that. Yeah. Like I said, because every everyone agrees, it's awesome. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, well, hey, fuck. That's it. I think. We did it again. We did it again. This is going to be an all-time banger, this episode, I think. All-timer. If people, yeah. Well, people should check it out. And I think they're just all episodes are on YouTube. So it's easily to oh, easy to get awesome. to. All They're just up there. No one gives a crap. Guys, mm. okay, Criterion doesn't even care. <laughs> just just watch them. Uh-huh. Check it out. Just don't don't bother with the Matt Dillon. Check out that Tom Waits, that Willem Dafoe. Mm-hmm. Check them all out. It takes no time at all. If, uh, if they redid this as a blue, I, I would buy that fucker. Easy. No mm-hmm. problem. Um, cool. Well, uh, after the break, we're going to take a bite of our sandwiches mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to find Which out other how deep our penises and how deep that ocean is. Ooh. Lazy yellow moon coming up to tonight, shining through the trees. Crickets are singing and lightning bugs are floating on the Turns back by the old stump road. I'm gonna take you to a special place that nobody knows. Baby, get ready. Ooh, ooh. You and me both fishing in the dark, lying on our backs and counting the stars where the cool grass grows. What are you going to do tonight, RJ? I am going to die in the frozen plains of me, maybe. With Stephen King. With Stephen King. Me, Stephen King, and Willem Dafoe are going to go get some pizza, and then we're going to die. Awesome. So, pretty good Tuesday. Well, you can email us, folks, and tell us about what you did tonight uh, at mm-hmm. CriterionCreeps at gmail.com. Uh, mm-hmm. We've got a Facebook page, too. You could post there about what you did tonight. We're on Instagram. You can find out what Ooh. we did tonight. And hey, we're on Letterboxd. Uh, if you want to see what we've been watching, I'm Jared Duncan and he's Barnloaf. You can find out about what we did tonight and every night. Mm-hmm. We're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, all that jazz. Rate, subscribe, uh, feedback, shit. I don't know. Fuck it. Just just call us, man. Just email us. Please. We're, we're desperate for... Sad contact next week we've got the conch rj we're talking about that popular high school read and Mm -hmm. one of its earlier adaptations lord of the flies from 1963 directed by peter brook we'll be hanging out with our good pal piggy Mm -hmm. a bunch of kids that are left to their own devices and shit goes down uh is this the one where they're all orphans, but they all get adopted at the end? Uh, 
Maybe. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Flies, lords, islands. Hell of a thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, hey, I think that's it, RJ. All right. We're out. Good night. Okay. Good night, folks. Let me have a bite of that sandwich.